0: To recap, a full day worth of baseball before Tuma is forced to go apple picking with the roommate against his will. We'll find out in the Thursday, September 23rd edition of Leading Off. Mr. Dan Harris is with us today, as has been the case lately. How are we this morning?
1: We're fine. Are we just going to gloss over how I completely saved the show today? Like, we're just like you prepared your opening and you can't like alter it. To explain to the the masses who are here with us today, how I completely saved the show.
0: I didn't realize you were the type that needed that sort of validation. I thought that was, as we discussed, more my generation's thing.
1: No, no, I think I think I'm I'm basically your generation. I joke about me being old. I'm actually only 23. I realize that my wrinkles and my sagging eyes and my old man jokes might lead you to believe otherwise. But yes, you guys should know. Um, I am not a, a technologically advanced human. I'm just happy I can turn on my computer and we had some issues here with the stream and I saved it. So all of you here, Peanuts and Cracker Jacks, people are here and commenting. You guys should know this is all due to my, I'll call it creative genius and ability to save the show. So you're welcome. And it's a fantastic. I can do no wrong today. I can give out terrible advice. won't matter. It's all downhill from
0: here for me. To Dan's credit, we did almost not have the live stream today, and we were talking just minutes leading up to the show. So we just record it, release it as a regular podcast, but we are here. We made it. The peanuts and the cracker jacks are saved, <laughs> and uh, we'll be we'll be able to get into all of the news from a busy Wednesday in Major League Baseball. Let's do it. We'll start with someone who might be as young as Dan Harris, and that's Juan Soto, who went three for three with a homer, a double, two walks, three RBIs, and two runs. Okay, I know football has started, so eyes are turned there. I know that the Nationals are out of it, but what Juan Soto is doing isn't being talked about enough, and I know that's a common thing we say. I know everyone still realizes he's great. But in the second half, Dan, it's 275 plate appearances. That's a huge sample. He's hitting 372 with a 538 on base percentage. In September, he has 10 extra base hits, seven intentional walks, just six strikeouts. I know this is very good. We're just gonna say, oh my god, he's amazing, but it it's we we need to talk about it even more. I think it's ridiculous.
1: He's amazing. <laughs> At everything he does is good. Yeah. I, I don't know what to say. Like he is incredible. He's doing it with a, just nothing in that lineup whatsoever. Uh, you know, bell is fine behind him, I guess, but it's, it, what he's doing is incredible. I wonder too much. I mean, if the Phillies don't make the playoffs, the Padres don't make the playoffs. Is he potentially a guy who might win the MVP? What do you think?
0: I think it might calling it too little too late does it a disservice because like it's been a lot lately it's not like it's too little too late but wonky knows. Wonky i just knows. think the fact yeah that the nationals are just so out of it and it, it's kind of happened under the radar that it, it won't be enough but if, obviously if he had done this over the course of a full season then it would be enough despite the nationals record where will you pick him next year tuma
1: out of curiosity what do you think
0: i think it's going to be really interesting at the top we're going to have to look at if Fernando Tatis gets that surgery or not, there's a couple other factors. He's either what first or second or third, depending on Otani's eligibility in your league and all that.
1: Right. You've got Otani. You've got Tatis Jr. who, if assuming that he has offseason shoulder surgery just because of the steals, like you'd probably have to think of that. Maybe Vladdy, just because of the crazy power. But again, he's got nine steals. He's missed a little time already this year. It's hard. He'll be top three. I just wonder whether or not some people Joe will take it. Joe took him number one this year, I think. So he'll be there. But uh, wonky look up. uh, Look up Soto's MVP odds right now to see because might be a good hedge. Go ahead, Tuma. Sorry.
0: I think it might be one of those things where you don't necessarily need or want the number one pick, but you're happy as long as you have a top four pick or something like that. So we'll see. There's plenty of time to analyze that but one final note on Soto he joined Ted Williams as the only player aged 22 or younger to total 150 hits and 130 walks in a single season awesome pickles I think I know who Tuma is going to talk about you are correct it is a Joe Ryan day on the podcast Joe Ryan against the Cubs on Wednesday five innings three hits two runs 11 to one strikeout to walk ratio he put up 13 more whiffs again that's in just five innings through four starts joe ryan has a 25 to 3 k to walk we were talking about that with logan gilbert the other day that we really like that he limits the free passes so i think that joe ryan has been great for fantasy managers down the stretch
1: yeah i mean you can't argue against that he's been phenomenal when you have a young kid who comes up like this and isn't overwhelmed by the moment um I think it's awesome. Um, I, I think that he is somebody who. I, I mean, does he have two starts? He's got to have two starts left, right? At this point, Tuma. Yeah, I mean, you throw him out there for sure. Even though, again, he's much more like he should be on the Orioles with the Joe Ryan name, right? Like this is not a this is not a guy. But yeah, I Tuma. Honestly, this is. I know when Joe Ryan pitches, there will be a text coming at like nine thirty, right before Tuma goes to bed after a long Grey's Anatomy episode about Joe Ryan, and I got one yesterday. He's been awesome. And you were on him like you are on everybody who's under the age of, you know, 26. He's been fantastic.
0: We have some Soto reports here. Wonky says plus 2,800, currently fourth. Yeah. Muncie is plus 1,800. So Muncie must be third.
1: Yeah, but Muncie is Muncie is sort of falling off. All right. I'm going to, while we're talking, I'm going to place a bet. I'm going to hedge guys on Soto. Uh, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Um, you got to hedge on Soto, not
1: Tatis? Yeah, I'm going to hedge on because Tatis is like one to one, whatever. And I didn't bet that much on. But if you're going to have like a big I think it's I don't think it's going to be Tatis, man. I actually think that, again, because it's a narrative award and uh, sorry that we're just talking about this. uh, But again, it's September 23rd um, because of the fact that it is so narrative based. I think there's just too much negativity about it. I've got Soto at plus twenty eight hundred as well. Fernando Tatis Jr. is at plus one fifty and falling. Harper is at -195. So mm-hmm. I, it's probably going to be Harper, but if you throw down a, you know, a small bet on uh on Soto at +2800, let's go guys.
0: Let's do it. That's, that's sports betting 101 for you. Make <laughs> sure to tune into Dan Harris on The Betting Cruise podcast if that's you're right. interested in NFL which, wagers.
1: Which Tuma produces, by the way, of course, because Tuma is just Tuma does everything, man. Tuma's a jack of all trades. Crushes everything he touches.
0: My final up for the night was Kyle Schwarber, who went three for four with two homers, a double, a walk, four RBIs, and four runs scored as my Red Sox completed a two-game sweep over Dan Harris's Mets. Now, Schwarber had been pretty cold for a little while. like He went on that crazy hot streak we saw over the middle of the summer, but he is one of those types, not as extreme as Gallo or Sano, but someone who heats up and cools down in a big way, he's, but still, even despite the struggles he saw when you start every time out.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's had an interesting season here. He, uh, you know, in, uh, I'm just looking, in September, yeah, he's he's uh, batting 262. You know, he's got three home runs, so hasn't been like that great, but obviously, look, He's one of the streaky hitters. I can get hot at any point. And for me, if I roster Schwarber, I'll just kind of leave him in my lineup and wait for the hot streak. I'm not because you can't pick and choose when it's going to happen. It just kind of happens. So yeah, for the rest of the season, leave him in there.
0: On the other side of the Red Sox beatdown over the Mets, Taiwan Walker pitches two innings, six hits, six in runs. He had a 266 first half ERA, a 774 second half ERA. Not a ton of fantasy analysis there but man that that got ugly quickly after he was a pretty strong streaming candidate for a lot of the first half
1: yeah he just couldn't keep the ball in the yard he's got a 14.7 percent uh mm. home run to fly ball rate that's just not gonna fly he is allowed 26 home runs this year that really became his bugaboo in the second half and look he just he, he ran out of gas man i mean that that again we talked about it too much there are some guys who seemingly have survived like sandy alcantara who basically was like i don't know i'll up my innings by 130 and i'll get better as i go but there are a lot of guys i think who just kind of ran out of gas i think walker was one of them
0: Corey kluber four and a third innings eight hits three on run four strikeouts he was good in his most recent start before this one so he was a bit of a streaming candidate entering last night he it just never fully came together there were moments for him this season he obviously dealt with an injury maybe next year is you know nowadays gonna be just an extra year removed from all the injury problems he had but it just never came together for Kluber this year
1: other than the fact that I'm I'm not I'm not gonna trust his health whatsoever I do think that next year yeah he will be at least better this year because I think taking so much time off pitching and not pitching regularly that's just gonna affect you so this is you know, at least he has pitched this year. Hopefully he ends the season healthy, but yeah, as of right now, I, I mean, I started him in this matchup in the league just because he was coming off a good start against the Rangers, but yeah, realistically, like there's no reason I'm in your lineup.
0: I was getting a little reflective just thinking back to March and April. And I think that's an important exercise, fantasy baseball. It's so long. It's important to remember where we started with all this. It seems almost crazy in hindsight that Christian Yelich was a first round pick. He went 0 for 4 last night. He's now hitting just 244 with a 720 OPS. Is this a situation where you just write off this year, or do you have any hope for Yelich even moving forward?
1: I don't think you can write it off just because he came off a pretty down 2020. That I wrote off. And you know, you do this if you guys play on um the NFPC or you play in any of these leagues, you get the Kentucky Derby system where you get to pick your draft slot and I usually am almost in TGFBI, for example. I almost always get like the last pick for whatever reason. Like, I don't get it. This year, I randomly got the first pick and I picked nine because I wanted Yelich or Trey Turner or whoever fell there. But I, I had a top nine and Yelich was in there. I don't know. I know, I know Mayor obviously, you know, rosters him. He's just been terrible. He doesn't, he's not hitting the ball hard. I want to look up one thing very quickly because this was an issue I had with him last year, which I thought could have been. All right. So he has kind of corrected it here, which is last year, he didn't swing like his swing percentage dropped to 34.6%. And I remember thinking, okay, he just got sort of overly patient. And that's really what caused it. It's up to 41.3%. That's basically his career time. And he's just not making hard enough contact right now. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the back, maybe it's the chronic back issues. But this is nowhere close to a situation where I'm just going to write it off. Like he he was a first rounder for me. Yeah, I, I think JP 34 says he has to move down until you see the power come back. I agree. I mean, he's he's not going to be a top three rounder, I, I don't think, like where, where I'm thinking about it. Like, this is a guy who you'll take like and hope for your bounce back because I'll have the upside, but I can't imagine pulling the trigger until round four, maybe round five. I'm not writing it off at all.
0: Once the quotes started coming out, he had the back injury that flared up this season he went on a rehab assignment looked like he was going to be out for a while he came back quickly that was a huge red flag to me i just think the body is breaking down a bit like you said like there's like jp34 said there's not a ton of power so i don't even honestly care about like the swing tendencies i just don't think that he can do it right now maybe an off season of rest will help yep some news and notes shane bieber is going to come back from his shoulder injury on Friday against the White Sox. If you're wondering why the Indians are even bothering with this, Bieber said that he wants to go into the offseason kind of feeling a bit normal and just knowing that he made it back healthy and everything. So it sounds like it should be like a a regular length start, you know, at least five innings type thing. So I don't know if you have Bieber, are you fine throwing him out there? And it sounds like he'll make another start next week, too.
1: Yeah, I mean... I don't know if you've got Bieber right now. If you're desperate for a starter, that's fine. But I can't imagine he goes a ton of innings here, right, Tuma? Like, I imagine that he's just going to pitch a few innings just to get feeling right. But, I mean, whatever. He probably won't hurt you. You can you can do worse.
0: Yeah, I mentioned that it might be more of a normal start because then also Jack Flaherty is coming back on Friday. But the Cardinals have already said he is going to be on a very limited pitch count. It almost sounds like he's going to be used as an opener around 15 15- Pitches for that start. So, Jack Flaherty, if you have like a start limit or anything, it's not worth using Flaherty. It literally sounds like it's only going to be you know one or two innings. So, right. between the two of them, Bieber will be the one who it seems like will get a more traditional start.
1: I agree with you. It sounds like Flaherty is really going to pitch like an inning or two or something like that.
0: Shohei Otani's next pitching appearance will come Sunday against the Mariners, and that would line him up to face Seattle again in the Angels' regular season finale, so we should get two more starts from Shohei Otani this season. Noah Syndergaard retired all three batters he faced in a rehab appearance for Triple A Syracuse. He'll make one more appearance before rejoining the Mets' bullpen for the final week of the season. As a Mets fan, I'm curious, what is your hope for Syndergaard? Do you hope to re-sign him this offseason?
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was talking with my Mets fans' friends uh, about that, I guess. First of all, we need, you need pitching um with if you're the Mets anyway so you might as well but I would like to ask you and I'd like to ask the penis and the Cracker Jacks what sort of deal do you think Noah Syndergaard gets considering he hasn't pitched now in two years is somebody out there going to go out and sign him to a long-term deal given all the injury history is he somebody who takes like a one-year deal and tries to rebuild his value does he split the baby what do you think
0: I'd extend him the qualifying offer. If without, I a without a doubt, without a doubt.
1: But I don't think he'll take it, or
0: do you think he would? Would he take a one-year like 20 mil? Yeah, I mean, it could make sense for both sides. He reestablishes his market value. The Mets aren't committed to, you know, to multiple years. And I, I, I kind of think teams should be more aggressive with the qualifying offer in general because you get that draft pick if – the player doesn't accept it obviously and signs elsewhere. And I love draft picks.
1: You would just die for the draft
0: picks. Um, uh, my guess is somebody's gonna go out there
1: and I don't think somebody's gonna sign him to like a five-year deal, but I think it's gonna be up to him whether or not he wants to take like a three-year 60 million dollar deal or something like that, or whether or not he wants to try to rebuild his value. It's very hard with any pitcher, as you know, because uh it's you know, injury prone, you know, just generally, and especially a guy. Like Thor, if you're asking me what I want, I, look, I love Thor, you know, I was at the World Series game where he came in as a kid and won that game. So I have a soft spot for him. The upside is enormous. I would like them to resign him, but, you know, do what you got to do.
0: Question in the chat about Yelich, how far like fifth roundish? I think I think it's going to be even lower. I kind of think it's going to be rounds like seven through ten, but w- we will see on that.
1: I think he'll be uh, earlier than that, just because I think that we know what the potential is. If it was like, if he comes into spring training, he's like, my back feels great. Like last year was weird. I, you know, they will be helium. So my guess is fifth, probably before Bell. I, I don't know before Bellander actually. I, I don't want to, both these guys, it's going to be fascinating to me. Get to work on your 2022 rankings now. So you can answer these questions.
0: So messy. Uh, some pitching standouts, Chris Sale, five innings, two runs, eight strikeouts. He threw a slider that literally, Hit Javier Baez in the foot, but he swung anyway. That's Javier Baez for you. Zach Wheeler, six innings, one run, nine strikeouts against the Orioles, ace doing ace like stuff. Ian Anderson, seven innings, one run, eight strikeouts, 15 swinging strikes. I was singing back to Ian Anderson's preseason expectations. He's at a 360 ERA, a 124 whip, 122 strikeouts in 122 and a third innings. Is this kind of what you expected? If you have Ian Anderson, are you disappointed at all? No, I don't think I'm disappointed. I think this
1: is probably in line with like the 50% expectations. (laughs) Like this is basically what I thought he essentially could do an ERA that's going to help you, but not win you your league, a whip that's probably not going to hurt you and strikeouts. So, you know, obviously the health was an issue and you missed time. But overall, I feel pretty encouraged with what I've seen from Anderson this year. How about you?
0: I I want yeah I guess next year is the that injury might have messed everything up who knows so I think next year is the one I'd want to take a step forward like it's it's a pretty middling ERA and if it's just going to be like a 9k per nine then the ERA is I think got to be lower and also like whip isn't something that we talk about enough probably as fantasy analysts but it's, it's a bit of a high whip as well
1: well, I mean, I think look, I don't think did you expect him to come in with the two ERA that he had last year. Like I think that no. was right. That was really the issue for me. I think if you were giving me, if I could have signed up for a three six ERA coming in, maybe the whip was a little high. But I think if you could have gotten there and you you would have been at, you know, yeah, I I mean the strikeouts obviously could have been a little higher, but you're giving me a strikeout and inning and a three six ERA and an okay whip, like I would have signed up for that in the beginning of the season from Anderson because I think there were a lot of question marks, and he largely answered them absent the injury concerns.
0: Go Cards wants us to talk about Miles Michaelis. Don't worry, we're getting to him. Seven innings, two runs, just three strikeouts, but the Cardinals didn't win their 11th in a row. They will have a winning record for the 14th consecutive season. Congrats to you, Go Cards. Michaelis is never the type of pitcher that I am going to be interested in in fantasy uh, you apparently like the tommy edmonds of the world so i don't know if michaelis interests you no
1: it doesn't i uh, he doesn't No, i need strikeouts from my starter um so a an oft injured veteran <laughs> pitcher like michaelis who doesn't strike anybody out is not my cup of tea uh but you know go good for the cards as they you know i hope they beat the dodgers or whoever and uh win the world series
0: Final pitching standout, Josiah Gray, six innings, six hits, two runs, eight strikeouts. He had been pretty bad entering this one, so there was no way to see this coming. So don't feel bad about not using him. This was the first game, actually, this season that he didn't allow a homer. It was also his first major league win. He totaled 20 whiffs overall, which is interesting. But this is just a sit back and evaluate for now for me.
1: Yep. Uh, I don't really care about him that much this season, despite the good start. But next season, Tuma, I imagine he will be a guy who most fantasy managers are targeting with good reason.
0: Yeah, definitely below like the McClanahan, Gilbert tier, but still in that mix of younger starters who could be interesting. Yes, And even the young ones need to make sure that they are grooming and using the correct trimmer. That's why you got to use the lawnmower 4.0. By Manscaped, the new multifunction on/off switch can engage a travel lock created for people who like to travel. The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Leading off, listeners can get 20% off and free shipping by using the code Leading Off at Manscaped.com. Again, it's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com using the code. Leading off, that was my worst intro into the ad read in a while.
1: I'm very disappointed.
0: I didn't, I didn't even want to give you the opportunity to respond before I acknowledge that. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Go ahead. Some hitting standouts. Austin Riley is riding an eight-game hitting streak to close the season, and he hit his 31st home. Run. This feels like a missed opportunity. He was going up against the Diamondbacks. It, it, it would have been amazing if you had taken him in the home run call.
1: Yeah, that was a bad job by me, actually. I really should have. I, the problem is I don't want to root. Again, I I admit it. I am in a final, uh, and I'm going up against the guy who's a Braves fan, who drafted Riley, who drafted Albies, and who has Solaire. And so it's just killing me a little bit. So I don't want to call the Riley home runs because I don't want to be rooting for it. But uh, it was an obvious point. And somebody definitely called it last night, right? Or a couple of people called it last night.
0: So Some more... Cardinal standouts. Paul Goldschmidt. I just wanted to know that he's since August 15th, he's hitting 341, 419, 674. So you know, oftentimes these veterans go a bit overlooked, but Goldschmidt is aging like extremely gracefully. Shout out to Joey Peak, who was on Goldschmidt and had him
1: as a buy-low. And I didn't really want to go. His stat cast data looked good. But yeah, in the end of the year, man, his numbers, I mean, he's thirty three. 289 right now, 27 homers, 12 steals. He's going to go 100-100. He's one of the bigger values that we saw this year in fantasy baseball. And he got off to a slow start, as you're sort of noting, because he's been crushing it basically in the second half. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to to really like. The walk rate isn't quite as high as it used to be, but he's not striking out. So, yeah, I don't really see a reason to get off this train even going into next year.
0: Yeah, not a sexy pick back in March, but, man, it yep. did turn out to be a great value and then another older hitter who has been good this season buster posey went four for five with two doubles and rbi three ones scored it's obviously been a resurgent season for him he's hitting 306 with a 902 ops but it's just 18 homers and 49 rbis those are just some low counting stats and so the, the rate stats have been really strong but he doesn't play all that much i mean you compare that to salvador perez he almost has you know, two and a half times the amount of RBIs as Posey. So that that is just something to factor in as well with him.
1: Yeah, Posey's been fantastic. And again, the, the batting average is great. But I mean, that is why Posey is what he is, uh, not posed by uh, Perez is what he is, because he plays every single day. And, you know, Posey gets some time off and he battled a little bit of an injury. So he is, though, a, an outstanding season. And again, this is something where, I think guys who either opted out last year or at least took some time off last year really benefited from it because you've seen resurgences from these older players, especially catchers.
0: By the way, the Giants did beat the Padres again last night. The yes. Padres are only five games ahead of the Rockies. That's crazy. End, right? That
1: That's absolutely nuts. I, f- to be fair, I mean, the Rockies being 71 and 80. Pretty impressive. I I felt like I thought the Rockies were like, whatever their win total was, it was like, the, I don't know, high 60s. I was like, take the under because I didn't like what they are. So they've played a little better than expected, actually. But the fact that the Padres are basically a 500 team at this point and everyone hates each other, terrible.
0: Oh, my God. The chat is talking about the ad read was real awkward. Go card. They didn't like There's it too much. Awkward long. too much. No. I, This is really going to affect me. I'm going to turn it over for you for the home run leaderboard.
1: Yeah, you got to get out of here, Tuma, because the beans and the Cracker Jacks are about to go crazy. Okay, yesterday, go cards and Randy both up to 33 homers. Go cards got two home runs from Kyle Schwarber. Randy called Fernando Tatis Jr. Lawnmower man 4.4 is up to 32. He also got two homers from Schwarber. Derek from Texas, ACAC is up to 31. He also called Tatis. So this leaderboard right now is incredible. We're up to 1,219 homers. There was a lot yesterday. Joe is at 33, as is Randy, and Go Cards. Dinger Dan and Lon- Lawnmower Man 4.4 are at 32. Helpless in Miami and Derek from Texas ACAC are at 31. Smalls and Turf Dergeson are at 30. D Gordon Liddy at 29. Mayor at 28, Wonky at 26, Cat Fox and Clown Prince at 24, and J.J. Tater at 23. This does, this is a good transition, Otuma, to let you guys know that we are launching the touchdown calls contest. We won't have the same, you know, oomph, I don't think, as a home run call, just because home runs are every day, and we've got, you know, 162 games to get to, actually, and more, really, because teams are off, obviously, so it's more than that. But we're going to be doing a touchdown calls. There's, there's a channel right now in our Discord. We're going to be able to make touchdown calls. Can't use the same player twice is the only thing. At running back, wide receiver, and tight end. We'll give away weekly prizes, swag to the store. You can get the leading off shirts. We'll give away um, season-long prizes. So, again, check that out. It's going to be fun. But, man, I cannot wait for the home run contest next year, Tuma. And you better you better participate, dude. I got none of this. I don't, I don't want it to be your jam. Like, oh, I don't know. I just... Whatever, like you're going to be in it. You're going to be making home run calls every single day.
0: All right. It is written that will yes. happen then. DFS for tonight. Weird, small four game yep. slate, but it's five games if you play on DraftKings. And some of these pitchers are not overly enticing. Yeah, but there's
1: enough considering how small it is. I mean, Lance McCullers against the Angels and Alex Cobb 10 2 on FanDuel, 10 1 on DK. A little bit of a discount now going to Aranola who, I mean, his price, Tuma, I know we always talk about Nola, but it is against Pittsburgh, 9,100 on Fandle, 85 on DK. I will be playing him probably in all types of contests. Steven Matz, generally speaking, pretty solid up against the Twins, 8,000 on Fandle, but 9,200 on DK, 700 more than Aaron Nola. doesn't make sense to me. Now, Luis Castillo going up against the Nats. He is not there on Fandle because they don't have that slate, but 8,900 on DraftKings. I think he's a fine option against the Nationals.
0: I am so going down with the ship on Aaron Nola and into 2022 as well. For game stacks, you can stick with the Phillies against Connor Overton of the pirates. Okay. Then who are some lineup builders for us? Uh, Yeah. You're going to go with uh, a couple of guys here.
1: Brad Miller uh, against Pittsburgh, just 2,300 on Fandle, 38 on DK. Cedric Mullins, our guy against not real human. Glenn Otto, 3,400 on Fandle, 4,300 on DK. Odubel Herrera against uh, Overton from Pittsburgh as well, 2,500 on FanDuel, 4,100 on DraftKings. Josh Donaldson against Matt's, you know, going up against the lefty, 3,300, FanDuel, 4,300 on DraftKings. And Nick Solak against Baltimore, 2,800 on FanDuel and 3,000 on DraftKings.
0: Mullins is sitting at 29 homers and 30 stolen bases. So if he does get that homer tonight, it'll be 30-30, which is... Just incredible. But who are you using for your call on Thursday?
1: Yeah, I originally was thinking of going with Jordan Alvarez, but I think he left last night's game with some soreness. And given that they probably have the division locked up, uh, I'm going to pivot but to another player in that game. I'm going to go with our guy, Kyle Tucker, who has been having a phenomenal season and who, because one league, I'm not really in it anymore. And he had left on Sunday with like shoulder discomfort. I had him on my bench because I figured he'd be out. And instead he is playing and playing very well. So I think he will twist the knife a little deeper and he will hit a home run tonight. So Kyle Tucker is my call.
0: I still think I know we talked a little bit about Tucker and Luis Robert yesterday. I said they might be undervalued. That maybe wasn't the right word. I just think that those guys both have like first round upside mm-hmm. that might be yep. going in the second or third round. So
1: I think I think the the stolen base guys who don't, you know, put on a ton of RBI and stuff like that, they fancy managers generally gravitate against them um but I, look they're going to be second third round players and they should be they're, they're going to be awesome behind ryan mountcastle of course mayor's
0: guy so all right this is my cue to chill out a little bit about the 2022 <laughs> rankings because there is still over a week <laughs> in the mlb season there are fantasy baseball championships to win we want to help you do that again tweet at dan and joe and mike and i how you're doing i really 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 love hearing about that that's it uh i got a apple picking to get to with the roommate (laughs) against my will but we'll be back tomorrow on friday to get everyone ready for the weekend and yeah that's it that's the show okay i'm gonna end the broadcast now
1: that was that was very poor